evening, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. I am Brandon Lexon Alvarado, joining you directly from Revenge of the Fans, and joining me is the ever-fantastic and wise doctor of anime, in my book at least, from Woman Entertainment, Doc Isaac Wolf. What is up, man? It's uh, up and good, or should I say... Uh... Um, morning and good, considering it's uh, 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 4.50 a.m. in the morning. Wow. I gotta thank you, Isaac, for playing an all-nighter. Partially my fault due to technical difficulties. But we're here this late at night and this early in the morning. And the funny thing is, it's funny how we cover the whole spectrum of day because we're in different time zones. <laughs> so we're here for you to talk about anime. As uh, as I was talking, we are the Amateur Otaku. Um, we belong. We are a crossover venture between Revenge of the Fans and Warram Entertainment. Um, I'm a big anime fan. I've been for the last 15 years. I've been watching anime for as long as I can remember. And when I joined Revenge of the Fans, one of the things that I saw that we were lacking, as we covered news from all over geek culture, is that we never talked about one of the most powerful story-driven and artistic mediums of geek culture which is anime so me and isaac got together and said you know what we gotta start talking about anime because a lot of people are missing out and that is our mission here at the amateur otaku podcast and website we want to connect you to those shows that will incite you and intrigue you to exploring this world of anime that is full of great themes genres and different mediums that will en- you will enjoy at nauseum. Isaac, what have you seen lately? I have uh, been uh, watching uh, Violet Evergarden. I have been uh, uh, a show that we're going that's just downright beautiful. But that's more on that later. I have uh, catching up with the season three of Attack on Titans, and I watched uh, Promise Neverland, w- which we are going to talk about later. What about you, Bren? I personally, the last one that I've seen, I'm catching up with The Promised Neverland. Um, and I just finished, earlier last week, I finished Megalobox. Oh my god, what an amazing anime. It is so good. And, and for me, it means a lot because, um, I don't know if you know a little bit about the story about this anime, um, Isaac. But it's actually a quote-unquote re- imagining of a classic anime tale of Ashita no Jo, which is a classic anime uh, and manga, Japanese manga, uh, boxing manga. Did you know that? Nope, I did not actually. Have you heard of Ashita no Jo? That I have. So interestingly enough, I was doing research because um, I recently published a piece on Revenge of the Fans. I did an Amateur Otaku Presents piece um, on Megalobox. Um, and the cool thing about this show is that it, it literally takes every single story beat from the main storyline of Ashita no Joe, but it gives it a complete new um, paint job. Um, you have mechanized boxers, you have a cyberpunkian um, environment, you have great, this hip hop intense soundtracks, you have this beautiful animation. Um, there's so much things of this show. And I think everybody should watch it. Um, that's what I've been watching. Um, and I love every second of it. 
And as you guys can see, we watch a lot of anime. We're all, every time you ask us, we're tell you what we're watching because there's so much to see. Isaac, in, in your experience, I, I know that I know that you watch a lot of stuff, but can you estimate how much anime you've seen in the last since I started? Since you was eleven, sort of. Uh, I have seen about six to seven hundred plus animes. And my brain just melted. <laughs> I can't say I've seen nearly as enough as Isaac has seen, but I have seen a lot. I, 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 and, and like many people in America, I, I started watching anime late at night. Either when I got off school, I would watch Dragon Ball Z and Cartoon Network on Toonami. Or I would watch anime late at night um, when everybody was sleeping. I would watch Adult Swim because Adult Swim was the place to watch anime because they, they had Cowboy Bebop. They had Trigun. They had the first iteration of Fullmetal Alchemist. They had Outlaw Star. They had Fully Cooley. They have all these classic stuff that was brought to America that introduced me to this world that I'm so happy that I know exists. And we want to share that with you, don't we, Isaac? Absolutely, because that's one of the main reasons we are doing this show, because uh, we want to show that anime is not, uh, more than just uh, nerd culture's younger cousin. It's, it can tell some rich stories, some far richer than uh, comics uh, from Marvel or DC has ever done, or Hollywood in general, for that matter. And yes, that was a big burn, but that's true. And I, as an avid Flash fan, cannot take offense to what he's saying. Because there's a lot, there's so many things that I have seen in anime that I have not even seen anything else coming even close. And I think a lot of people are missing, and we think that a lot of people are missing out. And that's what the amateur otaku is about. We want to be the guys that if you're looking for something to watch, we'll give you something to watch. If you're looking for something to read, we'll give you something to read. And if you're looking, if you're not sure if something's going to pan out or be good or not, don't worry, we got you. We got, we're going to be coming up with top 10 lists of things that you want to watch, things you can read. We're always going to have um, presents features on the site, reviews. We're working together to put a very strong anime front on Woolband and Revenge of the Fans. And of course, for you guys. Because we're going to start a conversation, and as soon as you guys start listening to our recommendations and start watching anime, you're not going to regret it. And who knows? You guys might become otakus too. <laughs> so that's what we've been watching. We said, our, we, we said who we are. Now, Isaac, how about we talk about that certain anime that we've been watching? That sounds delicious, like some uh, sweet chocolate. Ca oh, sorry, sweet uh, cheesecake. That sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> so, Isaac, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, the first thing we want to talk about is this new uh, show called Promise Neverland, which is uh, based on a based on a prize uh, award-winning manga. Uh, same. The show started earlier in January and has now 
released four episodes only in Japanese, though. And it's uh, written by Karish. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher that name, but Karish Shirai. And it's uh, it's uh, arted by Posuka Demusi, and it's uh, published by Shueisha and uh, in Mangan Scene Shokan Shonen Jump since uh, August 2016. It focuses on the a girl called Emma that discovers that she lives on a farm that where she's supposed to be food for demons. And uh, we uh, both have seen all the four episodes that have been released so far. And I was thinking, why, uh, why don't you uh, start off with uh, your thoughts of uh, this show so far? Well, this show is actually a quintessential anime in the sense that one of the things that anime um, does very, very well, it's how they treat the, the genre of horror in a way that's artistic, but it's really scary. And I would say the way they handled um, the idea of demons and the concept, it's, it's very typical of a horror anime. It reminds me of attack on Titan. This, this show in particular actually reminds me a lot of how Ti- Attack on Titan works. Because to a degree, it's like the same concept to a certain degree when it comes to you have demons eating people or titans eating people. Um, but this show is great. I think the writing is very good. The, the animation is superb. Um, and the story keeps me on my toes. Um, I like the main, I, the main characters are very likable. Um, and I think the, the twists and turns keep coming out of nowhere. So it's a very good mystery and thriller anime for those that are looking to watch stuff like that. Um, what do you like so far about it, Isaac? Um, how should I put it? I, I'm with you. It reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Attack on Titans in the sense that you don't know what the outside world is. You don't know the world outside of this orphanage. More than that, there is demon outside. Just like you, uh, you don't know uh, how it is outside of the wall where Aaron uh, and uh, his friends live. Besides the point that there is titans, and uh, it's just the fact that uh, there is a race against time, and they are trying to figure out how they are going to survive all uh, all that struggle that makes it so engaging. You're it's a true nail biter, to say the least. It is. It is. I think that's one of the things that I that I love about this one because, um, it's it's mystery upon mystery upon mystery, and it has a, has this sleuth element where you have these kids that I think the way it works that the I think they were talking about in the last episode that. The smarter they are, the the tastier they are for the demons. I think it is right. So yeah. the so the highest scores they have, the more testier the most testier is for the demons. So you have these three kids, which is actually one of the most interesting things of it. You have these three kids that are practically geniuses in their own right. Um, um which, which you have Emma, Norman, and Ray, um, and how they're dealing with this. Um, with this mystery of first the mystery was what's outside the gate oh then we find out wait a minute 
there's demons outside the gate. Wait a minute. Demons are eating the children that are being taken um, when they're ripe for picking outside the gate. And now the mystery is, how do we escape? And then, oh, now someone is is betraying us to the mom or to the keeper of the orphanage. Or suddenly now they have more help. So it's like a mist, it's mystery upon mystery upon mystery. So even within a, a single episode, you are beaten to a pulp with all this intrigue. But it's done in a way that's tasteful. It doesn't feel like like it burdens the story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like the writing is superb because it feels like everything is connected, but you can see the thread how they build upon each other. So it keeps you it pulls you in for the beginning. And the funny thing was that that first episode, um it's it's a it's a huge surprise because you see everything, the whole show, which I think is a marvelous thing that they're doing, and why the show is so interesting. Everything is done from the point of view of a child. You yeah. you, you rarely see something from the point of view of an adult, and I think they capture the essence of the of the children and how they see the world so well. That makes it something very special, especially yeah. when it, when it comes to the the ideas of fear. The idea of for the idea of being an adult or not understanding why certain people make certain decisions because their mind, even though they're geniuses, even though they're written, they're read books, they're great at chess. There's certain things about life that they still don't understand. So the way they handle all those mysteries and all that stuff, I I really can't wait to see more. My my sentiments exactly because. It's just such a uh, how do you, how do you, um, every time uh, it comes with a in quotation uh, to be continued. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. God duck pajamas. Why is there isn't there anymore? Sometimes I wish it uh, could be like Netflix and uh, they either have the uh, the entire season released. At once, because it's so, it's so uh, fridge and uh, nerve-wracking to watch. Yep, yep. And and one of the things that I that I that I keep enjoying is how, for the first three to four episodes, um, the enemy keeps pulling the rug under them, and how yeah. for the first time. In the cliffhanger of the last episode, um, Norman finally take advantage of the situation. And I'm going to say Norman, but I don't want to say what happened just in case you guys actually go see it. Um, but there's a way where they're starting to gain control and confidence. And there's a big shift, a big cliffhanger in the fourth episode. Um, that I just, I just like this. I just like this. Um, in, in, in Puerto Rico, which I'm from, this this push and pull between the characters and all the storylines. It's it's one of those it's one of those animal animes just keeps you engaged, and I really want to see more and more and more of this. Um, what do you think about the animation? It's gorgeous, right? It's downright gorgeous. Yes, it is, and and the designs, um, even though they look familiar, 
I, I like how artists always find a way to distinguish their characters because you know the, the, the body shapes and the faces and the eyes are things that we've seen before but every artist does it differently and this is one of those shows that does it differently has does it remarkably different enough that it feels like its own thing it doesn't feel like you've seen it before you know what i mean yeah um i really like also um the imagery with the white pajamas the numbers um the 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 way the kids are being handled and shipped it, there's there's a lot of commentary there the way they're handled by demons you know and and, and history and stuff like that that's very interesting as well agreed and one of the things that i've noticed also too the soundtrack for this show is amazing like the music they use for especially in the fourth episode the music they use when they're running and stuff um and they're playing around and or just doing the mystery the music is actually top notch as well a lot of it is also like orchestrated as well right yeah it is this is a very good production very very good production yeah but it's a very big an uh, manga so what we're hoping is that we get a solid season people watch it people enjoy it and they give us more <laughs> because why exactly. not Give us more, give us more. Because that's a beautiful thing. One of the things that um, you, um, those that don't know a lot about anime, um, anime, 90% of the time is based on popular Japanese manga. And everything comes from Japan, mostly. Not everything, but mostly. A lot of it comes from Japan, and, and it comes from these um, comics that are known as either the Jump series uh, but mostly directed to kids or to that particular um, social circle. If I'm not mistaken, you mentioned in the when you were reading the bio or the or the information from this um, anime, it is based on like a Shonen Jump, a weekly Shonen Jump series. Uh, Shoken Shonen Jump, yes. So Shonen Jump, yeah. So every week, kids like this and read it just like we buy our comics here in America, and. It's part of the culture that if something is popular enough, it gets picked up and it's made into a series. That's why, in comparison to the U.S., there is almost an anime for every single thing that's been in manga before. At least in one shape or form. If it's popular enough, it will have a manga counterpart. As opposed to here in the United States, it takes years to see an animation or a live-action adaptation of a hero. Which we're mostly seeing it now with the boom in Hollywood, which what we understand and love as the golden age of heroes. It's something that's been common practice for the longest time in, in Japan, but mostly in anime form. So um, that's one of those things for the, a little tidbit of knowledge for those that um, did not know that, uh, which is one of the reasons why it can be daunting to find out what to watch. Um, because the library of anime is ever expanding by a lot. But the best thing about it is that because there's too much to watch, that means there's always something to watch and something in particular to watch, to say the least, because there's unlimited themes, unlimited genres. Like, you got food wars in anime form, okay? You got an anime about gambling in Kageguri, Netflix. You have war dramas. 
you have fighting. We you have Megalobox, which is a great um, story, uh, which I wrote a piece on 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 the side of the rest of the fans, which is the story about um, about this person that wants to be wants to reach his dream of fighting his rival in the ring. But it's a simple underdog story, but it's well, it's so well told and so seriously handled that um, I'm telling you guys, you're missing out if you're not watching anime. Yeah, but, but check out this one, The Promised Neverland, that we were talking about just a little bit ago. You have anything else to add on this anime or thoughts? Uh, it's definitely something worth watch, uh, watching, and if you have uh, access to Crunchyroll, it's uh, accessible for you to watch for free, so you have no reason not to watch it, so to speak. And that's good. I didn't know Crunchyroll had it for free, which is awesome. I personally have it on Hulu, which they also have Hulu in the States, and Hulu has it. Um, so what company is is making this? Uh, the the is anime. It, yeah, is it Kodansha or is it Funimation? I know it's uh, distributed but by Funimation, but I'm okay. not so sure about the, who's doing the um, anime. Okay. I'm not so sure, actually. So I wouldn't be surprised if it probably is available on the Funimation streaming service as well, right? Yeah. Okay, so there you got it, folks. If you want to watch The Promised Neverland and watch the tale of Emma, Norman, and Ray as they try to escape this farm filled with a farm where they live at as they're being harvested for demons and they're trying to fight for their lives, you can watch The Promised Neverland on Hulu. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. You can watch it at Funimation streaming service. And if I'm not mistaken, every episode comes out every Thursday. Is that correct, Isaac? Yes. I, it's every Thursday. Awesome. So there it is, folks. Our review, our take on The Promised Neverland. One of the first of many animes that we'll be discussing. Now, moving right along, does that know... Doc Isaac, the man of many thoughts and words. <laughs> and you were talking to me, you were being crazy, like you normally are. So what is this about a crossover? What are you talking about? Yeah, I was, uh, um, the other day I was watching the uh, crossover between uh, Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Toriko that uh, was released uh, a while back as a mean to... Uh, promoting uh, Toriko when it was going on, uh, as well as watching some uh, fan YouTube videos of uh, anime Infinity Wars with uh, people doing their own take on the Infinity War trailer, but with anime clips, sort of like pretending like, uh, let's say, Ichigo from Bleach is Doctor Strange and uh, Son Goku is Captain America and all that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 get the point. Yeah. The uh, the best uh, example is probably seeing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy being either Fairy Tale or Gintama, which is just mwah, perfect. But anyway, <laughs> so I was uh, thinking before we were doing this episode if we could discuss our dream crossover uh, on. Which uh, anime slash mangas you w would like to see a crossover on? And uh, I have uh, 
two versions. Okay. And uh, the first uh, one of them is One Piece and Fairytale. One Piece is about traveling the world in the seas, and it's such an enormous sea and all that, that you could, could uh, just uh, pretend like uh, the world of Fairytale is, is some far different uh, continent that no one has ever heard of. And I mean, this is the, the sh- same show that they managed to travel with their uh, boat up to the heavens, so you know wait, what I mean? Wait, what? Yep, they what? have traveled to the heavens uh, in uh, in uh, One Piece uh, one uh, time, so and, and uh, Isaac, you gotta stop giving me reasons <laughs> for watching One Piece. People, I gotta say this. <laughs> I gotta put a parenthesis here. I love anime and I see myself trying to watch One Piece as climbing Mount Everest on sandals. <laughs> I'm telling you, One Piece is crazy. To those that know, One Piece is one of the most long-running anime in history. Right now, they're in episode, what, 11 or 1050 right now? Oh, I have uh... Stopped keeping track of the numbers. If I'm right. being honest, but it's like in the thousands, right? At least in the one thousand something. And yeah, at least close to one thousand, at least. It's and that's only in the anime form. According to Isaac, I was talking to him the other day. Isaac, correct me if I'm wrong. The manga is like way further ahead. Yeah, it's uh, sort of uh, half finished, and it's I can't even remember when it started. But yeah, it's pretty long. Oh my goodness. So yes. So he's talking about this world. Now I'm interested because I'm an idiot. So I'm probably going to have to make this part of my life and watch like two episodes a day till I die. And, I'll, <laughs> and, I, and I still won't catch up. See, that's why I call him Doc Isaac because he's a mad doctor. He opens his mouth, says a great suggestion, and I'm like, damn it. Now I have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, okay. I so, was, so fairy tale uh, is a continent, right? Yeah, okay. and I was think uh, I was just thinking about the potential uh, uh, interactions between Luffy and Natsu and how that would work. And I rather interested to see how they could examine that. And another one is, uh, and this is me going ball uh, deep, uh, deep. Uh, crazy in my own thoughts for you that doesn't know I want to be a writer and uh, right. a lot of my influence is uh, anime and uh, manga but anyway and I, uh, yeah as in writer I mean uh, screenwriter, book writer all that yes but anyway I was thinking something along the lines of uh, Dragon Ball Bleach uh, Naruto and One Piece, with the big key being draggable. Now hear me out. If you wait, have what? Seen... Wait, 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 what? Yeah. Now hear me out. In Dragon <laughs> Ball, you have introduced multi-universes. Okay. There is uh, uh, p- parallel universes. There is uh, more than just... It's not just one. 
for example, uh, the universe that where Son Goku is uh, living is called Universe 7. Uh, so why not get having a, a threat? Uh, it doesn't have to be canon on anything for both Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. And that uh, want to uh, conquer more than just one universe. And because of... Uh, sort of like, uh, think Crisis on the Infinite Earth. But with these manga characters. And they have to join forces because you know, uh, notice how they, their uh, universe is uh, starting to collide and uh, join and they have to interact with each other and with the heart head uh, Na- uh, Ichigo can be sometimes and uh, Natsu can be sometimes and all that yes Co- uh, c- combined with uh, and yeah Luffy can be uh, so too but uh, I think they could interact greatly with each other and if you need another compl- another template of how to connect they uh, to you can make that soul society there is a soul society connected with each universes as well maybe have um, but uh, what's the villain's name that uh, orcus did everything in each now again the soul reaper the captain that's uh, that's is one of the main bad guys oh like um i know his name i know his name I forgot his name. You mean the... Wait a second. Mm, You're yeah, talking about Aizen. 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 Right? Yeah, the one with the glasses. Yeah. Aizen. See, I know things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine just a um, crossover when you have Madre Uchiha, Aizen, and uh, maybe Goku Black uh, teaming up together and uh, uh, Ichigo um, Luffy, Natsu, and the Goku has to join the forces and take them together. I don't. Uh, I'm not so sure who, who then, you could, which uh, you should take from uh, One Piece, but you get the drill. And if you could, you so be so insane that I just want to watch it. Well, we are getting Jump Force. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. <laughs> I know that's because. Not- I know because it's not Super Smash Dragon Ball, which is what you're describing. I was waiting for you to say in Master Hand. <laughs> I was not going to say Master Hand. Okay. Just, I'll, I'll I'm say. sorry to say this, but Young Force looks like. It doesn't, it doesn't look. look I, I know, I know. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look anime. It looks way too polished to be anime. Uh, it, it doesn't even look polished. It, they look like plos- plastic. It... Well, you can. Well, 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 when plastic is polished, it's shiny. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it lo- uh, looks low budget. It looks down like ugh, ugly. And uh, for what I've heard, just uh, yes, uh, for uh, just you know, I'm not. Uh, uh, Xbox and uh, PlayStation uh, players, mm-hmm. I haven't had access for the bi- uh, bit heater that's been released. Uh, I'm only a PC and uh, Nintendo gamer, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the PC games I play on the is uh, like Heroes of Metal Magic and all that jazz, but besides the point, and what I've heard, it's not looking good with that game, which just 
it's just so disappointing. But besides that, uh, yeah, I would uh, just love to see some uh, crazy Crisis of Infinite Earths uh, shenanigans with uh, all those uh, franchises connected together. And if you haven't watched the crossover between One Piece, Toriko, or Dragon Ball, I would suggest uh, looking it up. There is uh, someone have put all three episodes uh, that's the crossover connected into one video on YouTube because you can't find it anywhere as, uh, as far as I know. Uh, and it's just some cheesy as cheesy fun. You might want so to share. Page. You might want to share the link on it if you can on the page, on the amateur photography page. Maybe so people can look it up and go like, "Wow, this is weird." <laughs> but then yeah. have a good, but then have a good time. But see, I'm not a hater, so I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your theory, and I'm gonna try to make it work in my head, which is already melted. Um, so, <laughs> so, so let's say that we have Dragon Ball Bleach. What is Dragon Ball Bleach? One Piece and Fairy Tale. Uh, and uh, Naruto. Oh, no, uh, Naruto. So Matthew, you can add the Fairy Tale also. That would be just be uh, okay. Creme de la creme with the. Uh, uh, with the oh, I have forgot the big villain's name on that one. Ugh. I think Sorry, you're not. It's four four thirty three in the morning here, so I have an excuse. <laughs> you're you're fine. Um, so so let's say, but one of the things that could make it work, and this is me, of course, making things worse. So if we bring Boruto, <laughs> um, one of the th- let me finish. Sorry, but I, I'm not a fan of Boruto. But yeah, I, I, I understand. But if we bring Boruto, one of the things that they're introducing is interdimensional travel. So I know that in the original Shippuden, we always had the thing that those with the Sharingan can travel into their own little pocket dimension, which is where yeah. Obito and and Kakashi have that awesome battle in that big in that bolt in. In Obito's pocket dimension, um, but with Kaguya, you start and all these Otsutsukis. Is, I think that's the correct last name. When all the Otsutsuki clans start invading Earth, when Boruto has grown up, um, he finds out that his eye is linked to the Otsutsuki lineage, which would start giving him this whole range of powers, which might include like interdimensional travel, which. Could be a key to going to the other dimensions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's an option. But then again, um, you melted my brain. Um, I I cannot see that happening. It sounds so crowded. I'm here thinking about what we're what, because I knew what the topic was, and I'm thinking of me being conservative and interesting, and and you're and you're just. You melted my brain. It wasn't a bad suggestion, but my brain is melted right now. Okay. <laughs> what about the um, One Piece um, fairy tale crossover, though? I actually like that one. That one actually makes sense. In the big white sea, while searching for whatever treasure, the One Piece, they stumble into this continent and have an adventure and meet these people with magical powers, which the One Piece crew is used to. After dealing with all the devil fruit people, exactly. so so I I actually like that one a lot. Not that I didn't like the other one; it's just the other one ripped my soul and tore to shreds. 
Um, but yeah, I do like this one. I do like this one a lot. But, I mean, come on, it would just be so awesome to see them fight together, especially with the against the Acnalogia, which is the big dragon bad that I was thinking about. And you joining forces, just I would just, let me just say that. You, you, I I, uh, I would be like a, b- a big um, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan times uh, hundred if I saw something like that even uh, on my computer or even my uh, TV at home. It was just be- oh, maybe I should write that as a novel. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. But that and that's why this topic was stream crossover. We, you know what? We got to make this topic a thing where we talk about weird stuff like this. So you want to hear yeah. my idea? Yes. Okay. I'm going to use a property that you already talked about. And I'm going to add another property. I'm going to bring them together. And you're going to love it. Are you ready for this? Yes. Are you sure? Are you sitting yes. down? <laughs> I am. Okay. Bleach. Okay. Juju Hakusho. That was your spe- it would be perfect. They are like right? it would uh, it makes so much sense that it's uh, like uh, van- uh, vanilla ice cream on uh, strawberry pie. That's perfect. And, and, and what I like mostly about it is now that I think about it, um, Juju Hakusho is like. The 90s bleach. You know yep. what I mean? Like, I, I didn't even see it that way till, till now. Like, Juju Hakusho's is 90s bleach, uh, which, for those that know, um, 90s bleach is about bleach and Juju Hakusho are about these teens that enter a situation where they're dealing with spirits, demons, and the spirit world. And Acquire abilities to interact, fight, and defend Earth against these things. So that's why Isaac says that they're just a, a match made in heaven. And this is something that I can see happening, um, especially now because I don't know if you're aware, but um, there's some OVAs in production to bring back Yu Yu Hakusho. I think they're working on on. I'm gonna do some research on it and probably write a piece on it. But they're bringing it back um, in, in form of OVAs. Which, for those that don't know, original video animations uh, is the type of thing that you hear um, when talking about original movies that come. And you mostly hear it as an anime term. Like, you'll always hear um, the anime season or series, or you'll say, this anime's OVA. It's talking about a movie that was produced um, as a loosely based movie or a canon movie. Am I getting that right? Yeah, Isaac. So when you, if you're looking for a series, and you see that it says OVA, you might want to do some research because that you might be looking at a movie that might not be the story that you're looking for if you're looking for the complete experience. OVA is mostly for those people that actually already know about the show, um, not people jumping in for the first time. Let's say you're looking for Full Metal Alchemist, and you see Full Metal Alchemist OVA. That is actually an original movie that will not link you or give you information. As to the story of Full Metal, I recommend you look for the one that says Full Metal Alchemist 
or Fumarakma's brotherhood by themselves, because, for example, it has two popular OVAs that are not canon. So if you see OVA, not canon, wait till you see the show. Always watch the show and then go to the OVA movies. What would you say, Isaac? I can't really uh, add something in because you pretty much uh, was spot on. Save OVAs for later after you seen the anime. Mm-hmm. Because you enjoy it more. Because you already know the characters and you can just enjoy the new stuff. Yeah. Or the new themes they're exploring. Um, so, we here at the Amateur Otaku, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And we're going to go ahead and start doing our plugs. What do you think, Isaac? Yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. You can start with yours. I'll start with mine. So, I am Brandon Alvarado. You can find me on Twitter, at Lexan. That's L-E-X-A-N. Alvarado. Lexan Alvarado. You can also find me at Revenge of the Fans, where I have a column based on The Flash. I write reviews there, and I write for the Amateur Otaku there, where I always love to write specialty presents features. On these presents features, what I like to do is I like to hype up a particular anime property that's really hot, or really close to my heart that I just want you to try and see. I never give spoilers. It's a very clean cut. Imagine it as a written trailer to bring you in. This last week, I did um, a presents feature on Megalobox, which is an awesome anime that's only 13 episodes long. Check it out, Revenge of the Fans, or in our page on Twitter. You can also find me at Facebook at the Amateur Otaku page. Where can they find you, Isaac? You can find me on Twitter at uh, the Emblemaniac, and uh, you can find my work at uh, outside of uh, this podcast on wobamentertainment.com. Awesome. So we have great stuff coming for you guys very soon. This was episode zero of the Amateur Taco Podcast. Stay tuned on February 20th, where the official premiere episode will come out. We are actually waiting to cover a one of the first big Hollywood premieres uh, in recent years of an anime and manga property. We're also going to be talking about very soon, as soon as it comes out to home video, we're going to cover the new Dragon Ball Super Brawly movie. And we're looking forward to talk also about a beautiful Netflix series that we've been watching, which is Violet Evergarden. So if you want to go ahead and check this out, which is available on Netflix worldwide, check out Violet Evergarden because we'll be talking about it soon as well anything else you want to talk about or tell our viewers listeners <laughs> uh, no that's about it so thank you for joining us guys peace peace <laughs>